They went and go as far as buying prostitutes for medical physicians to get them to sell more medications. Wow. I'm working towards shining more light on the darkness in this world rather than cursing the darkness like I've done in the past. I have to remind myself constantly like, okay, I'm not being an asshole. I'm not being a jerk. Now I can monitor the way that I say things or the style with which I say it. normally trying to give people a greater and greater understanding of making health choices with data and science and information and things that they're not being given by the mainstream media or government or sadly even their medical physician and yeah not saying i'm better than their medical physician i'm just saying that you know we could liken it to you know if we had a uh, bridge without guardrails and cars and people were veering off the road going and falling off the cliff the hospitals are at the bottom of the cliff trying to clean the mess up and they don't have time to read the science and research and they're fed it which is another kind of situation that really creates um harm is they're fed the science from big pharma they're fed that information they're told what to do they're told what to do for x y or z condition which is typically feed them a medication it's not Hey, let's understand what are the contributing factors that led to this person's Parkinson's disease or neurological right. or autoimmune. Which, which what you're yeah. describing is truly mm-hmm. the scientific method versus science. Like Fauci says, if they, if they distrust me, that they they distrust science. You know, it's like yeah. so they, they we've we've convoluted that word to mean the experts. But I think you and I would both agree that the experts are not often using the scientific method uh, and giving that ability to critically think to the people that they're speaking to. Whereas it sounds to me that that's what you want to do is you want to heighten awareness and critical thinking skills so that people can make educated decisions. Um, Let's touch on this because I do want to talk about the common man that's out there, the common woman, that they're really jaded right now by all sides because maybe they maybe they originally voted for Trump. And then they heard so much negative negativity that they ended up voting for Biden. And Biden was the guy saying, hey, you got to take this vaccine or you're going to die. And that's kind of where he's at. What I'm trying to say is people that they don't know where they stand anymore. So what they do and I I don't blame them, they say, well, you know what, I'm going to just trust my local doctor. I've known the guy. He goes to my church. He wouldn't he would not steer me wrong. He's maybe a friend, Um, but they kind of toe the line of what you're hearing from the mainstream media for the most part about, yep, you should get the vaccination. So if, if there's all this fraudulent activity you've described between the CDC, WHO, FDA, and the other acronyms, the NIH, um, there's all that fraudulent activity out there yet the local guy that they trust and respect is saying the same thing. Yeah. So, so that is something I would really like it's in-depth explanation would be the best thing for people to fully grasp and understand. Um, go like for your viewers, followers, go to my website and type in, uh, is big pharma addicted to fraud? I believe it would be if, okay. if that was typed in and it came up, hopefully it does, but it's a title of an article that details out how I believe it was GlaxoSmithKline. Um, but it talks about multiple pharmaceutical companies and how they went and go as far as buying prostitutes for medical physicians to get them to sell more medications. Wow. I didn't know that. So, oh yeah. Like they got that, that, that was, they do this. And what's crazy is it was highlighting a situation in China and thousands of people died as a result of over-medicating patients. Um, and these, they were buying prostitutes for doctors. They were giving them money. They'd be like, Hey, what do you want? 
oh, well, you're a family man and you don't want to prostitute because that's too far for you. So we'll buy you a cruise for you and your family, or mm-hmm. we'll give you a little extra money. Oh, you're, you're, you're like the ones we really like when we're doing, you know, shady business, we'll buy you a prostitute. And it's, yeah. they, they say in that article that it, these tactics, these strategies, the pharmaceutical has were homegrown in the United States. They're just being exported into other nations. So that's the extreme of what the pharmaceutical industry is willing, the extent or the, that's what they're willing to do for profits. I'm not going to trust them with me and my family. And then there's the other side of things where you have a really good person, a really good medical physician, who's not going to take part in any kickbacks. They're not going to take part in um, prostitution. They're not going to do that. Anything that comes near, like what they see as criminal, they're not going to want to do that. But the article like here, um, is research misconduct identified by the Food and Drug Administration out of sight, out of mind, out of peer-reviewed literature? And again, this is a journal, American Medical Association study of the FDA founding finding fraud committed by universities, medical universities, and the pharmaceutical industry. But when they found fraud, they never did anything to warn medical physicians. So if a drug was brought to market fraudulently and it was killing people and they knew it from the original data from the pharmaceutical and university studies to say it was safe, Mm -hmm. they committed fraud to hide and cover that up so they could get FDA approval. The FDA knew they did that. They find out they did that. But then the FDA doesn't do anything to warn medical physicians before the next person who walks in with X, Y, or Z condition for which the medical physician really cares about that person wants to help them. But, Oh, pharmaceutical company X, Y, or Z said, this drug is what I treat that condition with. And I love this person. I want to help this person. But pharma says this is the best drug for that condition. So here's this drug. Oh, wait, pharma lied to the FDA. The FDA even found out that they lied, but the FDA didn't warn anybody. So the medical physician who really cares about their patient, how can they make a, a, you know what I mean? Like it's not the medical physician's fault. Yeah. They're tr- with what, but that is the way the information is being there. The Fox is telling the chickens that it's okay to be in bed with them. You know, Yeah, no, I, I get it. Is there another, like maybe a lower level to that too, where a lot of these doctors, if they don't just tow the company line company being CDC, that they'll lose their job, plain and simple. Yeah. Like, like they will lose their medical license if they don't go down the path of remdesivir followed by, uh, you know, ventilators. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I sent you the other article and this is one too, to kind of shine light on things is COVID-19. Researcher blows whistle on data integrity issues in Pfizer's vaccine trial. So this individual is named the whistleblower in here, but she had two co-workers who remain nameless out of fear of retaliation from the industry. So you have to understand the co-workers who also saw the fraudulent activity taking place at this research institute, a research site for Pfizer's COVID vaccine safety trial. Yep. They say, yes, we saw the data integrity problems. We saw that we weren't following up on side effects. We weren't following up these patients. We were actually falsifying data. So they're lying. They're committing fraud. Yeah. One whistleblower says, I will go on record, name and all. This is what we are doing in this institution. Just curious. Was that the Project Veritas whistleblower? Do you know? 
I don't know. I don't know. Because there was one that, that worked gone. that worked in the in the labs for and quality control for Pfizer. And the one the thing that stuck out to me that she claimed to uh, James O'Keefe, she said they were actually blacking out windows. Uh, that all the vials had to go in for a brief time and nobody had clearance except for like two yeah. people. And they're like, why would they black out windows? They said, well, the FDA is coming. So, you know, yeah, it's just- it, it may be, but this was a Ventavia was the research in location, you know, in, you know, so it's like, it's, so these coworkers are worried that the industry, the scientific community would no longer hire them. Yeah. That wait, wouldn't you want to hire somebody who's willing to go on record and say fraud was taking place, not real science. Science was not being conducted in this facility. <clears throat> in fact, it was just a bunch of lies to get a vaccine to market early and on time and be able to make a ton of money. Yeah, I would want to hire them if I wanted legitimate science. But these scientists are worried they won't have a job if they get mm -hmm. named. Yeah. Well, I think that's why we're doing what, what we're doing is partially to help people like that to expose yeah. the industry and, you know, the fraudulent activity of all these. And I keep naming them, but the CDC, the WHO, the FDA, the NIAID, the NIH. Are, are there any medical institutions that you feel are somebody that is worthy of, of listening to? Like you mentioned the AMA as a, as a source. So um, I don't trust the AMA. I disagree with a lot of what the AMA does. I okay. think they will all, like you said, they will all, it seems almost all of them are falling in line. The British Medical Journal, um, the Cochrane database for a while was printing and publishing a lot more information, but they've been corrupted here recently. Um, and that was due to issues of data and fraud with the HPV vaccine. And they were publishing okay. that information. Um, and you're not talking about merely making an error. You're talking about no. knowingly producing yeah. and, and putting forth fraudulent information. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it's not even that they hide it, that they do this on purpose. Like they do fraud on purpose. Cause like the, again, I think it's the Escobar case. It's the, and I've got an article on it and I'm going to put out information on my website soon on this to, cause I'm gathering a few more documents. Well, send, send me any links that are pertinent. Yeah. We'll put them in the description. It's crazy because like Pfizer is lobbying to thwart whistleblowers from exposing corporate fraud. So Pfizer is lobbying to maintain, not to get laws passed so that they can commit fraud and get away with it. They are lobbying to maintain the ability to claim that fraud doesn't matter if I'm still receiving money from the government. It's a very <laughs> weird situation we're in. They commit fraud. Yeah. I mean, scientists have been it, it just when you get into it, you're just like, wow, is this really? And it's yeah. so mind boggling that, OK, whistleblower comes forward, whistleblower like this whistleblower for Pfizer's vaccine. She lost her job the day she alerted the FDA. Yeah. The day she sent emails to the FDA, she lost her job. So I want to know, how did the how did Pfizer know that she alerted the FDA because it's like, did she go, Hey, I'm alerting the FDA today and then goes and alerts the FDA. And then she gets fired later that day. Or did she alert the FDA and somebody within the FDA told Pfizer that, Hey, you need to get rid of this person. Yeah. Well, because you, they're actually telling us that you're committing fraud. And if they go on record, totally. you're in big trouble. Yeah. That's gotta be. Have you seen that meme? To me, it was a very powerful meme and it shows 
uh, former Pfizer, you know, board of directors person is now head yeah. of FDA. Yeah. And same with Moderna. And it's like all these different big institutions are yeah. sharing corporate board members. They go from one to the other. It's like, of course, these guys are in cahoots together. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable that we're in this place globally. Um, you know, what do you see as the end game here for them? So I know money's a big one, but do you also think from a spiritual perspective that, you know, things that you'd see in, in, I don't even want to call it conspiracy theory anymore, even though it's still kind of in that camp, but like the Georgia Guidestones and other things where it's like, Hey, at some point we've got to cull the herd of the, yeah. you know, there's too many people on the earth. We need yeah. to have population control. Bill Gates is openly said, hey, may maybe with all the vaccines and the right medical advice, you know, we can reduce the global population by 10, maybe 15 percent, yeah. um, which that's what he said out loud. You know, yeah. who knows what's really in there? Um, do you think that there's an aspect of that level of evil darkness going on that that is guiding these institutions? From a biblical standpoint, yes, that is happening in this world, that there are evil people in this world that feel like this is a finite world, which I mean, the physical world is finite, you know, that they don't believe in life after this world. They believe they have to conserve this physical material world. So then they have to call, they have to reduce the world population. We have to reduce our usage of our natural resources and things like that. So there are people that believe yeah, before in we that. run out. <laughs> yeah. So you have that, but really what it comes down to me is it's power and control. Or I mean, it's control and money. It's power and money. I mean, that's what the nature of the beast within human beings that, you know, being connected to Christ, I feel that allows us to really not get into the situation where we are worshiping and doing anything for money and more power and control over other people, you know, but that is the nature of the beast within a lot of human beings is they want, and they'll do anything for more power, more control and more fame. And yeah. so we're in that bad situation where that's where we're at right now. And I tell people like, they're like, well, do you think this virus was released so they could take over the world and things like that and usher in new, you know, one world governments and things like that? I don't know. Time will tell. I'll well, watch they, and observe. I'm not going to say one way or the other. It's guaranteed. But I guarantee you this, that there's somebody evil that's sitting back saying, oh, wow, this was a really good opportunity. If the entire world can get shut down and controlled over yeah. one issue. And it's infectious disease, just like Nazi Germany did locally in yeah. their government. But now that we have worldwide, massive media, telecommunication, all the things, you know, now we can control the world very, very quickly. And then the power to decide who gets to do what, who gets to participate in society is then yeah. controlled by the medical industry. And if the medical industry is willing to be an industry that allows prostitution and full on corruption and evil to take place not behind closed doors. It's actually just right there, blatantly obvious. You know, when yeah. you look at the historical and recent and continuation of the practices by big pharma, it's like they're evil. There's enough evil people that pharma and, and who have the money is going to find more people that have a love of money that will do their, will be their beck and call and do whatever they want. Yeah. Well, I, I think there, there's people, and this isn't conspiracy either, when people are openly stating what they think, but anybody yeah. that's behind the words, the great reset, which would be no. Klaus Schwab. I mean, his book, Klaus Schwab and the great reset. I mean, he, he is calling for the end of American democracy and that, you know, the, the vaccines, you know, that they, they're going to change you. <laughs> like eventually they will change you. If you take the, he calls it the genetic editing. 
you know, that, that that's where this yeah. is going. So it's really not that far out to just say out loud what they are saying out loud. You just yeah. have to know who those players are. And a lot of people out there still don't know who Klaus Schwab is, or they don't understand yeah. that Bill Gates has a major, major hand in what's mm-hmm. going on in all these different industries and yeah. organizations based on the money he's given to all of them, yeah. <laughs> including the fact checkers, by the way. So, well, what, you know, we, we could get lost in, in kind of the darkness and negativity, but yeah. what, what would you say are some solutions right now? I mean, it's, it's, you know, one of the things that I do from a Christian standpoint, as well as the, you know, opening people's eyes to <clears throat> pharmaceutical corruption and that their children, the best interest for the children is not, you know, what they're being led to believe, you know, as far as pharmaceutical vaccination and other things is I come to them in love. You know, I will say. I will say to somebody, let me lay out for you the science, the information on vaccines before you give your child the next vaccination, you know, Um, and I and I understand that it's such a hot topic that you may you may and you would have people around you probably within your family would be like, that guy's a quack. He's crazy, you know, and you would unfriend me. You would (laughs) you would I would lose friendship but I'm willing to take that risk because I love you and I care about you. And I'd mm-hmm. never want something to happen to your children. If I didn't try and show you what could happen. And if you choose, I will be your friend. I'll be, you know, I will love you and your kids. And I would want to do more for you to try and help reduce the susceptibility to yeah. injury, that type of thing. So it's about love and personal empowerment. And, 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 you know, it's the same thing I do with Christianity. I have a, I have a, one of my best friends I hunt with, he's a military veteran. You know, you've seen God awful things happen overseas to children and, you know, and just, I could sense he was really, you know, he had a spiritual religious background in a family, but then the here and now it's like questioning. I don't believe God can exist because how could such evil just run rampant in the world? If there was truly a God that loved all of his children, all of these people, yeah, how could God, you know, and I just said to him, you know, to me, it's like, come to people in love. Cause that I really, it, it br- breaks down barriers to the communication barriers of like, Hey, you know, vaccines are bad. Well, or, Hey, you know, you know, there's a one true God, you know, I, I don't go there. I go, I love you. And if I end up in heaven, if that's the truth and I end up in heaven and you're not there, it's going to break my heart. Mm-hmm. And I don't want, and I wouldn't want to be there and think to myself, I never even tried to say, I love you so much that even if it meant losing our friendship over this one topic, this political topic, this medical topic, this religious topic that, you know what I am willing, sorry about this. That's all right. You know, I'm willing to risk all of that yeah. so that I don't have that regret in the future. Yeah. I love know, that, and that's man. the way I go about it. It's yeah personal, we got to empower individuals because where I'm at, I've met with politicians. I've shown this, this information. I mean, local politicians have looked me in the eyes and said, Dale, the system is broke. Our local health department director is muzzled. I mean, these are words coming out of the local mayor, you know, that I see your concern. I see the statistics on the documentation from the FDA that children are at a higher risk to severe injury and hospitalization following the COVID vaccine than they are from the illness itself. I see that that's right there from state health department, state of Tennessee health department statistics and the FDA documents from Pfizer. You're more likely to have a child in the hospital if you give them the COVID shot than allowing them to possibly get the infection. Yeah. And, And the mayor's like, I see it's right there. Emails, the health department send, they send back an email. Well, 
Um, there's lots of benefits to vaccine. This is like not quite. I could literally, I will eventually post this probably online. I'm willing to talk about it now. But the reality is the email from the state Tennessee Health Department uh, individual to the mayor of Montgomery County was there's lots of benefits to vaccination. One of which would be your child would not have to miss school if they were vaccinated. Yeah. And meanwhile, his question was, I have a constituent who is pointing out to me the FDA documents from Pfizer and the Tennessee State Health Department statistics on hospitalizations in children following COVID infections, that the hospitalization rate from infection is lower than the hospitalization rate in the Pfizer vaccine trial. Could you could you you know, what would you say to this? Like he asked, what would you say to this individual? And they're statement from the Tennessee health department is they'll get their freedoms. Their child won't have to quarantine and be locked up, locked down, whatever you want to call it. That is not about the best interest of this child. That is about control. Mm -hmm. That is And even the mayor's like, yeah, they didn't even answer the question. They didn't even, and the mayor's like, but the mayor, I don't know what to say. I don't know who you could talk to, who you could go to with this information that could do anything about what is happening. So it's like, I'm really at a point where it's like, I don't know, except for the person next to me. Yeah, That is who I could reach. And if they can make a better personal decision and stand up for their own freedoms, their own rights, make their own health decisions or stand up and say, I want to make my own health decisions. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of where we're at. If we can empower people to say, that's what I need to at least be capable of doing. Mm -hmm. That's where we're going to make a difference. Yeah. No, I, I really love that answer, Dale. And, you know, I just want to say this. I think sometimes, especially in the the tolerant kind of weak sauce society that we'd become even before COVID, where a lot of men had forgotten how to be courageous, forgotten how to tell the truth in love. Um, it was more about just, hey, don't piss anybody off and always give the mainstream answer because that's the safe thing. And then go enjoy your Netflix. <laughs> I always pick on Netflix. Um <laughs> <laughs> I should pick on Netflix, right. but I, I think guys like you and me, we're, we're coming from the same heart of, Hey, we want to love our fellow man, especially the people that we know that are our next door neighbors, our family members, friends. And that leads us to have to say some difficult things in these times. And that's okay because you got to go back and I have to remind myself constantly like, okay, I'm not being an asshole. I'm not yeah. being a jerk. Now I can monitor the way that I say things or the style with which I say it. But at the same time, like when people are after your kids and people are after total global control and have the ability and means to do it, and you see the masses falling asleep, man, it's okay to shake people, people awake sometimes. And if that bothers them, it's, it's okay. You're not going to kill them. You're just telling them the, the truth as you see it. And it's done out of love. And I think that's where, where we've all got to stay. And I think that's a great word for 2022, man. So Thank you for, for sharing that. Absolutely. That's where, yeah. where my heart is. So, yeah. All right. Well, Dale, great having you today. We're going to follow. Everybody needs to follow Dale. Look at the link in the description to see his uh, Instagram profile. And, and the other things you mentioned today, Dale, please uh, send those over and we'll link it in there. Yeah. Can't and uh, man, I look forward to seeing you again sometime. Are you going to be at the event uh, in March? Yes, I will. I'm actually going to be a speaker speaking to parents at that event. So empowering parents. So. Very cool. And it's called the Health and Freedom Summit right there in Nashville. Okay. We'll link to that as well. Cool. All right, Dale. Thanks a lot, man. Absolutely, Jeremy. All right. See you.